lemon bar. What does that mean to you? A lemon bar. Yeah. Maybe a drink? <laughs> oh, a food. A dessert. Are we talking about desserts? <laughs> We're talking about desserts. <laughs> Drunken Jaguar. This is Bentley Brown, and next to me in person is Asad Hassan. We live, we live on in the flesh, huh? You, you thought I disappeared? <laughs> we live on in the flesh. Asad, it's been a long, long time. I have some very important questions run by you here. Okay. What does the name Cruisers mean to you? The name Cruisers. I have no idea. <clears throat> what about the name? Sago. Sago. Nothing. Nothing's coming to me. Graffiti Junction. Graffiti Junction. These sound like song names, maybe? <laughs> Southern Grounds. Are these street names? <laughs> what are they? Oh, my God. I, I spent some time this summer in the Holy Lands oh. of Jacksonville Beach. Wow. Yeah. It was a good time, man. Yeah. You texted me, and I was I was very jealous of you. I must say, you know, I, I haven't been back since... Was that last year I went to the opener? I No, the year before. The year before, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Now we need to go back. We have to go see a game there. We never did that. What happened to that plan? Uh, I'm still down for it. Um, this is my first time back in Jacksonville since like 2005, probably. 2006. Really? Yeah. It's been a long time. 15, over 15 years. Yeah, just reliving the childhood memories, man, from Ponte Vedra all the way up to Neptune, living the life. It was good. It's good. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, drink alcohol last time I was in Jacksonville, so this was a nice uh, foray into local beverages. Oh, okay. Because last time you were too young. I was, I was too young and uh, too uh, self-absorbed and important. Oh, okay. Um, to drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, it was a good time, and it was it's the of course like and for listeners, we neither of us live in Jacksonville. This is why we speak about it so highly, <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's weird to be around a place where the like assumed casual apparel is in yeah. Jackson, Jacksonville Jaguars clothing. Well, why not? There's no other major sport team, right? I'm trying to think. There's the not jumbo there's not. shrimp, man. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, is that that's a hockey team, right? Baseball, no, the baseball team, but the the, the the Iceman. There's a hockey team as well. What the Lizard Kings? Yikes! The Lizard Kings. Yeah, that's all. That's all I know. What What are the Lizard Kings? That's that's the hockey I used to go to in Jacksonville. Oh, really? Yeah, I was unaware of it until I saw it. If, uh, yeah, listeners, uh, if if you can tell us where the Lizard Kings went and when the Iceman <laughs> merged, uh, that would be that would be great. Twitter. At Junk and Dragwar. Yeah, it's a good time, man. It's a good time. Got me all hyped for the season. This is an, uh, a reset that we have needed. Every year we say a lot of the same shit. Oh, do we now? Uh, You've been listening know. back? Oh, no. I mean, can, you do feel good, right? Oh, God. Are we going to say we feel good? We're going to win 10 games? We're going to. That's what you were saying like five minutes ago. Yeah, well, you don't have to tell the people that, you know? <laughs> that was a me to you conversation. Yes, I feel good, but I'm allowed to feel good in the beginning of the season because it's the start. It's a new journey, a new coach. Oh man, I don't even want to go back and listen to 
this time last year, what we were saying, Urban Meyer, we have a successful college coach. Like this is going to work. Yeah. Do you have a set 11 and six or 12 and five? Oh, no, 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 no. I think I had a set like nine and eight. Got it. Sure. Well, we've had a preseason, which I think you thoroughly missed. Yes. You were watching what other sport? Um, Actually, nothing. I took a break from sports this summer. That was my goal. And I did it. Okay. And you still feel confident betting the shit out of the Jaguars right now? Yeah, well, betting's a different thing. You know, the watching the Warriors win the championship and our, you know, our hometown Colorado Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. It was exhausting, <laughs> man. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was too you, much. I was like, I don't want to take watch a sports. Victory tour. Yeah, I don't want to watch sports for a little bit, man. <laughs> Jesus, man. So I, I just stopped. Okay, okay. Well, uh, tell us, tell us about the bets on the Jaguars here. What, uh, what, mm. what, what kind of things did you put money on today? Well, just now. You know, I had to put money on the Jaguars winning the division at, you know, <laughs> a little, you know, 15 to 2 odds, you know, so it's plus mm-hmm. 750. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit. You can't bet too much because you can't expect too much out of the Jaguars, you see. Um, you know, their win total's at 6.5 over under, you know. Okay, like, and, and you have them going 14 and 3. Uh, well, not exactly. But doesn't it seem realistic that they can win 7 games? Super realistic, yeah. Right? 7 and yeah. 10? Why not? Cool. Why not? Yeah. What about the big game? The big game, the Super Bowl. Oh no, I didn't even I didn't even go to the tab of the Super Bowl because I didn't even want to. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the odds are not crazy. even a few bucks. I mean, as much as I'd love to, it's just like throwing a few bucks away, which I'm sure I do every day. But okay, okay, that's good. You're making progress. You you did admit that I would be throwing it away. Yes, yeah, so I believe so. I don't want to look stupid in a few months, though. Okay. I hope I am though. Okay, you can stupid. still you can go secretly bet on the Jags win the Super Bowl. I won't. I'm not watching. Just put a dollar on them. I'm not watching, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down. We break down who will be cutting. Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right. We haven't even touched base since the draft. That's, Was it? That's wow. how long it's been. Mm, May. Yeah. Yeah. The whole summer. The whole summer. The whole summer. Yeah. Well, have you? I mean, what's your news? Have you had like kids in the meantime <laughs> no kids you know i've been out and about i've been it's been my hot boy summer yeah you did go to mexico for a bachelor's party is that correct yes mexico yeah i was just just came back from the bay area literally a day ago i came back yesterday actually what am i saying i literally got back i've just been you know just living up life you know i'm i'm young i gotta do stuff i know i had some kind of itch to go out and do everything you know 
when the abs were in the Stanley Cup, was going to the parade, going going downtown every night. You gotta enjoy it with with the people, you know. Which I would be in Jacksonville if they go to the Super Bowl. I'll just go there. I'm not even gonna 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 go to the Super Bowl venue. Why? Why would you? Where is the Super Bowl this year? I want to say it's in Arizona. State Farm Stadium. State Farm Arizona. Stadium. Arizona. Oh, they changed the name. Mm. Yep. Okay. Arizona. Yep. So I guessed right. Well, so if you skip the preseason, I mean, you're watching more tennis than football, it seems, these days. Correct. Right? Yeah. Ah, it's the U.S. Open. Come on. How do you feel about that? I think tennis should be more appreciated in the States, is what I think. Okay. Serena the GOAT? Serena is the GOAT. Okay. She, uh, uh, compared to Jordan and Tiger Woods, who's the, who's the bigger GOAT? Oh, there's no bigger GOATs. They're all the same. They're all the same <laughs> level of GOAT, you see. Yeah, it's a different sports too. And individual sports are harder to judge, I would say, a little bit. Yeah, I feel you on that. All right, so uh, looking at uh, goats and potential goats, the Jaguars drafted Trevon Walker out of Georgia. First overall pick. Uh, I still I still think it was a little bit of a surprise. I think like leading up to that week, people were kind of like dismissing a Trevon Walker pick as like way too rash. Like it's just because he had good numbers at the combine that we were even considering him. It's all potential, no like proven statistical career. And I will have to say, I am actually happy about it now. Over the summer, I was not that happy. Aiden Hutchinson in his, what's, it's not like an acceptance speech, but like in his, in his like interview with Roger Goodell, like talking about his, the lining of his suit jacket and shit. I became very happy we did not take Aiden Hutchinson. No, no, no you're not a fan, huh? No, not a fan. Uh, yeah, Cause for me, it's like number one pick kind of shit. You are drafting a personality as well. Like you, ha- I mean, you're drafting someone that could be the face of a franchise. You Theoretically, right? That's like true. that would be amazing. No, yes, if you did, of if you, course, every, yes. As a number one pick, like, right. it should be the face of the franchise for like a decade at least. And, and to be honest, who I was getting sold on was uh, Thibodeau. For a long time, because I fucking love this guy's presence. Yeah, I mean, for, he was he was one of the early favorites for number one pick, yes. and he kind of fell in projections several picks later. But just watching him go on TV with different anchors and stuff, and drop some comedy and whatever, I feel like maybe it's shallow of me, but that kind of a personality, kind of this winsome, funny, co- exuding confidence kind of guy. Some Jalen Ramsey shit, man. I was excited for that. Trevon, oh. Trevon gets drafted, and he's like, you know, oh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, no one's happy to be, really be there in the first place. So, oh, my gosh, you can't read too much into that. Why? why? Just why? This goes back to the C.J. Henderson thing, which obviously that did not work out. It's a great example. Okay, that's a bad example I made to try to defend <laughs> myself there. All right. Maybe, maybe not good then. Okay. But you don't, you don't know. We want to see this guy play football. And that's number one. Well, it's not the great, best person to compare Travon Walker to, but Taven Bryan yeah. was, an, was another first round, uh, you know, albeit the opposite end of the first round pick that we had, also on the defensive line, essentially, who we we, drew, we were trying to craft arguments for the whole f-ing season, the season after it, the season after <laughs> that, as to like, has he turned a corner that day that he had like two sacks, you know, like, oh, this could be something good to come. Too bad it took two years to get here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it took a long time. And Trevon Walker's out there, game one of the preseason, play play one of the preseason, getting the quarterback. I mean, just and just like leveling the person. I, I believe play one actually he was penalized, roughing the passer. You, I could I could rough the passer right now with this. It was beer a bottle. it was a clear one as well. 
Is that what you're talking about? Clear, I mean, he, clear he, one. He it was did have debatable. a sack. He had a sack it was, it was, on that it drive. Was, but. It was a debatable roughing the passer call. He might have got a little bit of the f-ing shoulder pads. That's that's all we're talking about right here. Something, great, great first impression. S- small rookie c- correction to make. We will see. Oh, for me, though, it's just the fact that he he repeatedly has has uh, gotten past his man with ease, with ease. Not always, right? And we're not talking always, um, you know, not playing the top left tackle in the league every play. But I think it's been nice to watch. I don't know. I'm excited. Yo, you're a fan now. I think huh? I'm a fan now, yeah. Big fan. Big okay. fan. And that's the position that, like, yeah, if you got the speed and the power, kind of like, eh, you can work on your finesse later. That's true. I mean, has that worked out for... Well, I was gonna say Chase on, but Chase on didn't have the power at all. He had the speed, yeah, and the finesse. So he was missing the power. Did he have the finesse? I saw he was working on his. Oh, uh, talked about this in our last uh, <laughs> last segment here. He had his uh, <laughs> sound exercise, right? <laughs> He's. I was listening back to that, and I was like, "Wow." So I mean, looking back though, how do you feel about him? Well, he was one of the ones uh, in the Ramsey trade, right? Like, technically, he's like kind of traded for Jalen Ramsey. It was him and CJ Henderson. Is that what are those the two? Yep. Oh man! So looking back, that did not work out in our favor. Yes, sir. Good. Yes, sir. Good. Yes, sir. Get around. Good. Good. Right top. Yes, sir. Get low. Get low. Get low. Yes, sir. Get low. Get low. Get low. Yes, sir. Good. Yes, sir. Is this the kind of personality you are looking for? You're looking for that? <laughs> hey, he's just having a good time, I guess. Does that help? <laughs> I, that's my question. Is that helping? Is that doing anything? I, I, you know what? That video has endeared me to Chase on. I can tell you that straight up. Yeah. Oh boy. I, I want to see him do well after that video. That's a lot of work he put into that video. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> hands up. Hands up. <laughs> wow. Is it you? How, do you think he's actually going to play? I, I don't know. I mean, because one of the other things we got going on is we signed eighty-seven linebackers and edge rushers over the offseason or through the draft. We haven't even talked about who we got after Travon Walker. We do have another first-round pick, Devin Lloyd. Yes. And I love him. And Lloyd's more of an inside linebacker. Yes. And this guy is just amazing. If you watch college football and you don't know about his name from last year, I mean, you didn't watch college football, man. This guy was, I would say he was the best pack player in the Pac-12. He won the Pac-12 uh, Defensive Player of the Year. This guy was incredible. And he, I believe he won the Buckus Award, which is for the best linebacker. I might be wrong, but this guy is incredible, man. If you just watch him. You could see him on the screen. You're like, wow, that guy is good. Like, that guy can play. And I would bet against Utah so much last year. And I'm watching this guy. I'm like, who the hell is Devin Lloyd? I didn't even know he was a high prospect. But, man, yeah, he's fun to watch. I have really high expectations for him. If he does not pan out to be, like, have, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten-year NFL career, I will be really surprised. And I'm on I'm on his side too because of his uh, <laughs> personality display. Oh God, here we go, <laughs> big personality guy. We also drafted Chad Muma, who had uh, less than mediocre performance in the first preseason game this year, but has since leveled that up a bit. He's he shorted up a bit and has been playing uh, a lot better. 
I'm I'm pumped for him as well. Yes, I think he's going to start uh, seeing a lot of snaps. Maybe not in the beginning of the season, but uh, sometime in the middle of the season. I think he's going to start playing a lot. Yep, and of course uh, our free agent signing Foyesadi, and I want to say Aluakun, right? Because it's like a U at the end, right? Talking Nigerian background, whatever. Everybody's saying Aluakan, like it's a video game convention or something. That actually does not even sound. <laughs> That doesn't even sound like how you pronounce it. I think I think you did a good job. Thank you, God. Thank you. But yeah, we haven't even we haven't really seen much of him, and and here we are talking about other linebackers. Man, I just maybe maybe I'm too excited. It just feels like we have a lot more depth than last year, and the way that the way that you feel that is that a lot of people who were starting last year, if you, as you scroll through this Jaguars depth chart, they're listed in that second column, right, as a backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, a lot of that reason is because they sucked when they played Bentley. <laughs> And you know you got you got other guys, and you want to give them a chance too, especially if you draft them high. It only makes makes sense. I mean, the my, I'm sorry, I think I'm transitioning, but the secondary man, the secondary is what really, it's not worries me, but I'm just like I'm not even anxious. I just want to know, like I feel like they're good. Mm-hmm. They're not amazing on paper either, but they've had, they've had a good preseason. I know that. You know, we know Shaq Griffin. He's solid. We know Cisco was supposed to be starting anyways. I mean, you know, people were hollering for it all last season. Hopefully we don't have to see Andrew Wingard out there very much. So that'll be great. And then Darius Williams is someone I've been high on for a while. You know, he was playing with, you know, the best corner in the league on the other side and Jalen Ramsey. But yeah, last year, rough year. The year before, so good. So I just want to see how, how he plays, how the secondary plays. Because usually they're bad. I think our corner room feels more stacked. It to me. does feel stacked. I didn't even think about Darius Williams all offseason. Me neither. I'm not really seeing him on the field. So <laughs> so I'm thinking here, like, okay, Tyson Campbell. I'm hearing, I mean, Tyson Campbell's name comes up in, like, national discussions. Uh, when they look at the talk, break right down the Jaguars defense or whatever, there's a lot of excitement around him. Shaq Griffin, obviously, uh, what is he, catches, like, 8,000 balls a day now to try to work on his on his hands. To make, is, it, to is, make this, those, is this true? He's got, he had some personal commitment. He's been going through some like every day. It's like, you know, like, you know, Steve Nash had like a sprained ankle or some shit and went and shot like, you know, 2000 free throws a day or something. It's <laughs> well, he needed to, cause there was a lot of dropped interceptions, <laughs> potential saying, game changer. Miss free throws. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yes. But for me, what scares the shit out of me is the safeties. And Cisco, I'm with you, man. Uh, I love I love Cisco just as much as the next person. But we we just because he didn't get to really start last year, we just haven't seen that you know vast majority of reps kind of load on him yet. That's true. Um, Rashawn Jenkins, I don't really have any problems with. He's a, he's a player. It's a vet. He plays hard. As the as the team overall plays better, he will play better. That's just the way it is. Way it okay. rolls. You know how it is with pickup basketball, man. You go if your crew is sitting there talking about how they haven't played. <laughs> in five years or like before the pandemic or something you yourself are probably not going to have an amazing game right because the overall level <laughs> and you're not feeling good about going out with those guys either. i'm, I'm like worried about getting injured i'm like fall yeah. on someone who hasn't moved you know um but if you're at if you're if you're playing with people that play every single day then you yourself will play better it's just yeah. the way it is man mm-hmm. it's the way it is and that means the, the whole team's going to be helping each other they're going to be a lot more aware their football knowledge here in this case uh, will be, will benefit from everyone else kind of holding each other to a higher standard. So I'm I'm sold on someone like Rayshon Jenkins. I'm not I'm not afraid of it. Cisco in a similar light. What we can talk about is our 
Denver local Andrew Wingard, who's not listed as as a starter. Or we maybe should just skip over him because I think I'm tired of talking about him from last year. I was you know cussing his name at the TV so much. I'm I'm glad because I I was under the impression maybe he would come in as a starter. Well, and you have Daniel Thomas who had moments last year as well, but who hasn't hasn't looked like particularly amazing in the preseason. And that's this is where I'm getting scared because you know Cisco or Jenkins goes down, or even if they're just out for a crucial play or two, I'm honestly worried, man. Safety is a pretty huge, huge spot. We saw what's his name get signed, right? The biggest safety contract ever recently. Derwin James. Oh, Derwin just, James just got a huge contract with the Chargers. Right. I saw. I saw. It's the the most ever for a safety of guaranteed yes, money. Yes, and that's a lot of it's based on potential too, because you know he missed. Was it last year he missed a lot of time? I believe it was last year. But, you know, his rookie year was phenomenal. But, yes, I, I, I think he's worth paying. And, man, that Chargers defense, that secondary is stacked. Yeah, if you if you look at our names, we did not add any big names to the safeties this year. That's the, that's the only area of the team that r- remains pretty unchanged. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. yeah, and I think they were they were really comfortable. The Jaguars were with Rayshon Jenkins, so and they I think they were like, okay, we can bring him back. He's a good leader. He's a vet. You know, he, he plays good football. Cisco's the question mark, and I I felt like they wanted to give Cisco a real chance before. I mean, you can't go out and get someone else because you got to give him a legitimate chance. It might be a work in progress, and it's going to be really interesting here in Week One to see really how the secondary does, but definitely the safeties, man. And just this defense in general, because, you know, we saw some times last year where we're, we're thinking, wow, like these guys could be shut down. And we watched the Bills game, and they look shut down. And then we watched the next game, and they can't stop anything. A lot of it's coaching. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited for Josh Allen this year, I must say. I'm super excited for Josh Allen. I think this Good could Josh be Allen. His, he could be it could be his actual breakout year. You know what I mean? As in like a top five pass rusher in the NFL kind of year. Yeah. And that's a it's a point in case of the room around him being improved as well. Of course. Take double teams off of him. Uh-huh. Uh and I think Trevon Walker, I mean, already, I would say overnight, I would be I would be scared, more scared of uh, Trevon Walker than Josh Allen. Just because of the size, wow. man. You gotta watch those okay, preseason. You gotta yes. watch the preseason, bro. Yeah. You gotta go back. You gotta Maybe pause go tennis back. for a second. Oh no! The, fi- the final isn't until oh, when the Jaguars play on Sunday. Yeah, it'll be. A <laughs> you gonna be bit watching after. Jaguars and then it'll tennis on the other after. screen. It'll be like two p.m. So, or two p.m. Uh, Mountain time. Mountain. Oh. So the Jags game should be over. I'm gonna be watching both. Okay. But football comes first. It's it's week one. It should. It should. <laughs> All right, we got to shift to offense here. I don't know. I don't have like a lot to say on offense. It's kind of like the usual storylines. Our offensive line is like this classic tension between like, oh, well, we have faith in them. They're going to have a breakout year. Like, you know, Cam Robinson's looking as better than he has since his rookie season, right? Uh, Jawan Taylor really benefited from the competition in the preseason. He's earned the right tackle spot. Obviously, we brought in ben- Brandon Scherf, Sheriff for uh, right guard. A lot of faith in him. Center. Which is very good. He's a very good player, yes. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, and he was, I think he was nominated a captain. He was voted on to be a captain for the offense, along with Trevor Lawrence. On the defense, uh, we just mentioned Alua Kun uh, as a captain, I believe. And then we had someone on the line that was a captain, Josh Allen. 
That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. All right, so uh, you know, center, and eh, we'll see where it goes. We got Luke Fortner listed as a starter by the Jaguars. Tyler Shat- Shatley there to back up. Uh, ben Barch, left guard, starting at left guard. And the way I'm getting it, the sense is Walker Little is kind of like this person we can plug into a- when someone goes down. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I agree. All right, tight end room uh, is interesting. It's, it's the usual very suspects. Very interesting. Usual suspects, yeah. Chris Manhurts, um, our blocking tight end, but who famously caught Trevor Lawrence's first touchdown pass. Yes, but he's not good. <laughs> he's not good. I mean, yes, he you know he's good in the run game, but he's not good as you know a pass catcher, which he won't be in there for. And that's why they went out and got Evan Ingram. But I thought Dan Arnold was good enough to where they didn't really even need to go and get. Well, I mean, it's like this. It's, it could be a depth thing in a way. It, it is funny to see Dan Arnold's name listed in the backup column right here. Yeah, isn't it? And Dan Arnold can play, but Evan Ingram has a lot of potential. And I'm sure people have heard that for years because, you know, this guy was su- supposed to be a top tight end in this league when he came out of college because he has wide receiver speed. You know what I'm saying? And. You know, this this could rejuvenate his career because it, w- it was just not happening with the Giants. So I'm actually excited to watch him play, and I think he, he could actually make an impact. Yeah, and then we've got the other name on the roster is Luke Farrell. <laughs> I like him too, man, Ohio State guy. But yes, he, I, he's not the best Ohio State tight end, even when he was at Ohio State. The guy who just got drafted this year, I'm losing his name, but he was, he was the, the, the guy. And for these these four names right here, I, I just for me this just seems like a kind of a nice small package of depth right here. And <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna see how this uh, shuffles, how it unfolds. Yeah, a few weeks into the season. Yeah, I think we're gonna see a lot of Evan Ingram. Hopefully, I think so. Hopefully, the other big sort of like depth conversation on the offense is whether or not C.J. Beathard should start. I'm just kidding. Is uh, whether. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, you know, receiver room is kind of solid. Christian Kirk's the number one. We got Zay Jones. We got Marvin Jones out there. People really liked Tim Jones' performance over the preseason. Definitely. He had a great preseason. I actually watched some of his stuff. He was on our team last year? He was on our practice squad or something? Is that right? I I don't recall it. Man, this this would be a good uh, fact-checking moment. Right. Listeners, those of you out there, where, where the hell was Tim Jones last year? I feel like we recruited him at some point. You think he's going to get uh, meaningful snaps? I never know. After Keelan Cole, I've been traumatized by this shit, man. I oh never, never want to root for the underdog receiver again. I know. Happened with me with Colin Johnson, too. <sighs> boy, oh, boy. Wow. This receiving room is, I want to say it's below average. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I would feel, feel like it's below average. Well, it feels a little below average. But there's not like a huge debate over like depth there, right? I think the, the biggest uh, depth chart controversy maybe we call it would be james robinson and travis etienne who are only backed up by snoop connor right now i see this other name jamichael jamichael hasty yes he can play he uh you know he was playing with the niners last year and he actually had some success and you know the niners they run the ball a lot and they will let anyone touch the ball they'll run three four running backs at the same time and he actually had some success when some of the running backs went down well, I don't want to be too hasty and get excited yeah. <laughs> for him this early, but uh, James Robinson, Travis Etienne, where, where this is coming up is in like fantasy football yes. discussions. Mm-hmm. People who drafted either one, 
kind of following day-to-day updates about the other's projected load um, at the beginning of the season. James Robinson, I mean, safe to say, James Robinson is, is the one who is coming off the injury more recently, even though they both had huge injuries. Robinson was an ACL, is that right? Or Achilles? Achilles. 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 Yeah, man. And then Etienne with the Liz Frank fracture. Mm-hmm. Both seem to be back. Both seem claimed to be, you know, 100%. Right. Yeah. But I'm 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 nervous watching Etienne out there. He's he looks little, man. He well, he's not the biggest guy, but James Robinson's little. You know, I was telling everyone, well, actually during our fantasy draft, you know, whoever drafted Travis Etienne, I was like, hey, why'd you draft the Jaguars backup running back, man? And it was a joke, but I kind of mean it because if you're going to hand the ball off, I'm going to assume that's going to James Robinson. If it's under center, it's got to go to James Robinson. If you're in the shotgun, I'm going to assume Etienne will be in 70% of the time. But like, how do you manage this? Because you don't want to give up on James Robinson. He's been good for you. I would think so. I know last year it was a little rough, but... He's still been good, and he improved as a pass catcher as well. But we know that's what Travis Etienne's here for, is being a pass catcher and to make Trevor Lawrence comfortable. I don't know how this is actually going to work out. I think they're going to split. It's going to be like 55-45, you know, I think. Yeah. It's going to be close. I'm I'm excited for it. But my, I am too. But I, I, would, I would add to that that I think Travis Etienne is the biggest question mark on this team. Because Absolutely. he is a, a sort of, what, I don't know, what do you call it, like a true rookie or something, something about like he's, he's a rookie, essentially. He's a rookie. Yeah. He never played, right? He never played a regular season game. And the amount of excitement over his big playability based on his college performance, in which he did like everything, right? He caught the ball. Right. He, he caught it deep. Uh, he led in rushing. <laughs> he was literally all over the place with these huge breakout plays, something we haven't seen the likes of probably since like MJD. Definitely, I'm definitely definitely getting like early, you know, Fred Taylor excitement. Oh boy, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you were you alive then? You were alive then. Yes, man. Oh, Fred Taylor's rookie season. Ooh, had He's, to have been, huh? I had to have been. Alive. You were alive. Yes. You were alive. Yeah. It was. It was like it was like 99 or something like that. Yeah. It was like you, like any given play, he might score a touchdown. And that's what Travis could be for the Jaguars, and I think that's what's leaving us wondering. I wonder also, like, how much does his presence factor into Trevor Lawrence's comfortability? Like, does, is that going to make him a better player just because he's out there? He's comfortable with them. He knows he knows where to be. Hey, I know where you're at. You know where I'm at. And they're buddies. Which is crazy. I mean, to think about this. I mean, it's kind of like this. I mean, it's like almost like Travis Etienne, maybe even more than Trevor in some ways, could, could be like a, the savior of the team. Right. In some ways, in right? a way, in some ways, correct. If he's got that, if he could break out for an eighty-yard touchdown at any point, I don't then, know. And I don't know what Trevor. I don't. I don't. I don't know like how their relationship uh, between him, between Travis Etienne and Trevor Personally, Lawrence, will translate right. to the NFL. Yeah, right, right. But if it's anything like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, yeah, it gives you hope, right? It's like, oh man, these guys, this, this works, and they got so much backlash for it. Oh wow, we're gonna pass up on helping our line out. But they got the right guy, didn't they? They got Jamar Chase, and this guy is—he's so good. I'm honestly—I I was just sitting here in the last like 60 seconds, and I just got like so—I got like some goosebumps because I'm just like so excited. I'm so excited, man! It's football. It's back, and you know, for us, football ends before Thanksgiving essentially. 
So it's been a long wait, you know? Like, there's no chance. There's no, been no chance since, you know, beginning of November. I'm, I'm just really excited. I'm so excited to watch our team. And honestly, I expect a win on Sunday because it's a beatable team. And hey, Doug Peterson, man, what's the new regime? This could be our fresh new start that we wanted last year that we did not get. Well, yeah, we definitely didn't get last year. I remember watching Urban, seeing Urban at the front of that bus come out of the the Texan stadium looking not interested. Crazy shit, man. He probably wasn't. Yeah. Crazy shit. Just didn't didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. So, yeah, he was like, what was Urban? Urban was like, fake it till you make it as an NFL head coach. It was just insane. All right. So, uh, talking about that upcoming game, we play against the Washington Commanders on September 11th. And one thing I, I had not thought about until listening to press conference or interviews recently with Jaguars coach Doug Peterson is that Dougie P obviously coached Carson Wentz, right, for several seasons in Philadelphia. Wow, how did we ignore this? I don't I have no idea. They oh were even to the extent that someone asked him, uh, you know, did, did Carson get sort of, did he lose confidence when you drafted Jalen Hurts? Was Doug Peterson around when they drafted Jalen Hurts? Maybe was he that was. His final he was season? because uh, yeah. Nick Sirianni's first year was last year. So amazing, yes. yeah, amazing. Well, that's a lot of intel, right? I mean, he, he, <laughs> we're coaching. We have a coach who knows the opposing team's quarterback, and in a very recent fashion, and before Wentz essentially started his career, what looks like maybe a journeyman now especially after what the Jaguars did it to him at the end of the last season. I mean, he's absolutely, I think he's a journeyman now. Yes. And it's actually crazy to think about because I think Carson Wentz's second year, he was an MVP candidate. And that was the year they won the Super Bowl, I believe, which is bringing me back to Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. Now second year, Trevor Lawrence is he, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, Carson Wentz is a journeyman. And honestly, this is not Carson Wentz's job to keep either right now. He's a starter now. Like Trevor Lawrence, he's going to start. If he makes mistakes, if he messes up, that's fine. But, you know, Taylor Heineke's there. He played with the commanders, or they were called the football team, you know, when Taylor Heineke was playing. But Taylor Heineke was not bad. This team was in the playoffs a a couple years ago, weren't they? This team is not that bad. And Taylor Heineke, he's very average. But he can play. And they also drafted Sam Howell, who was, you know, supposed to be a top top five quarterback prospect in that draft. And he's, he's sitting back there, too. So there's a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz. And he doesn't really do well under it. Well, who do you have winning this game? Man, it's going to be tough because that Washington, Washington's uh, front seven, they're very good. And, I mean, just their front. Everyone up front, they're going to win in the trenches. Um, I'll say that much. I mean, we know about Duran Payne and Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat. Like, these are three guys that will wreak havoc. So, I think it's going to be the story of this game, I think, will be up front. And it will be the Jags O-line against their D-line. I really really do believe that. So, what happens if the Jaguars go out and have a three and out first possession? Um, hopefully I'm, I'm probably will, will need a new TV. I think I, I just can't do it anymore. I can't do it. I'm hopeful though, because I mean, I mean, their offense isn't that great. They, they drafted pretty well, you know, free agency. They did some things. We know we, they got Andrew Norwell who did, was not very kind to us, 
but the receiver room is a lot stronger than ours. I'll say that. And they actually have depth in their receiver room. They just drafted Jahan Dotson from Penn State, who I desperately wanted for the Jaguars. And th- this guy is one of my favorite rookies. Would have been this nice. Play. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Nice. This guy is uh, incredible. All right. So let's move on here to season predictions. You good for that? Oh, yes. Oh, boy. It's about time. I mean, we don't, can't really do this next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you have us winning against Washington or losing? Or tying. You know, all the betters in the world are on the Jaguars. And damn it, so am I. I am on the Jaguars week one. I just think it's a fresh start. I think this Trevor Lawrence really wants to win, man. And I think it's going to be a different experience for Carson Wentz out there. And yes, he is that journeyman, but we'll see how he is. It's probably not good for Carson Wentz knowing that the last team that beat him were were the Jacksonville Jaguars who lost him his job in Indianapolis. All right. Well, speaking of, so we got a win for the Jaguars week one at at Washington commanders, which why the would you rename to the commanders? People are trying, uh, starting to like the football team. The football team's classic. I kind of liked it too. (laughs) The commanders is going to be canceled in like 20 years anyway. (laughs) All right. Indianapolis. The next week, you mentioned Indianapolis. That's where Carson Wentz was. It's our last win, our last game. Correct. Now we're playing at home against Indianapolis, and they have the addition of Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, at quarterback, their their latest version of a journeyman QB. How do you feel about that game? Well, I'm very high on Matt Ryan. I think he's been very underrated his career. He's had a fantastic career, and I think he's really going to flourish with the Colts. To be honest, their running game is solid. There's one game last year the Jaguars really got a hold of Jonathan Taylor. He had a, a few big runs, but I I think this might be the year we don't beat the Colts. Okay. Um, usually we split. I don't think I, I put it down as a loss. I say we lose to the Colts. I've got it as a loss as well. So just just we're on the same page. We're at the same. We're same. I Good. Win okay. first week, loss uh, week two. One and one. Not a bad start. Next week, as we're one and one, we go play at Los Angeles Chargers. Well, that's not good, and this is going to be the this going to be test number two for the offensive line. Uh, it's Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. Then they have a good secondary, and then their offense can light it up. This is a game I think the Jaguars get blown out. You, you think we get embarrassed? We're embarrassed. So is it a what, what do we draw from this learning moment or like yeah, panic? Yeah, button? maybe. Yeah, no, nah, not panic button because I think a lot of people are high on the Chargers. As I mean, everyone is right now. I would say loss, though. Okay. I've got... Uh, I'm a loss as well. Um, I agree with you. And plus, we're playing West Coast. Then the following week, we play at Philadelphia Eagles. Homecoming for Doug Peterson. And go up against the great Gardner Minshew by that point. Oh, man. Well, that's not going to happen. We're going to be playing Jalen Hurts, who a lot of people are high on this year as well. Last year, they didn't run the ball a lot. I think that'll change a little bit. You know, they strengthened up the receiver room, which is nice because they've been drafting really bad receivers. I think they have one of the best cornerback duos in the NFL with uh, Darius Slay and James Bradbury. I think those two are fantastic. It's going to be a a tough day, tough day for our guys out there. But I think the Jaguars win this game. I think the Jags can beat the Eagles. I think they're a beatable team. And I feel comfortable saying I think we could beat them. Okay, I've got them as a win as well. I think uh, a lot. Uh, I think Doug Peterson's history goes into that one. Of course, yes. Uh, Press Taylor. 
Was he with the Eagles when Doug Peterson was there? All right. Um, so we have a win. So at this point, the Jaguars are 2-2. Two and two. Not right. bad. Then they come home to Jacksonville to play against the Deshaun Watson-less Houston Texans. What do you have for that game? The Texans are a team that the Jaguars should beat twice this year, and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a question because if the Jaguars are a team that is going to win nine, ten games, they have to beat the Texans twice. Those are two games they have to win. So I'd put that down as a win, and the next one, I think they'll win both against Houston. Okay, so you you already got them down for two wins against Houston. Um, I would have to agree with that. What the way I I look at it is that if we win against Washington first week, we've got just enough confidence to kind of try to pull off anything the rest of the season. Okay, like yeah, I, I'm really sold on like early performance really goes a long way. It does. Then we lose to Indianapolis uh, in maybe kind of a heartbreaker. You know, I think it'll be possessions. close. I do think it'll be close. Yeah. So we'll be like a little demoralized and whatever, but it's okay. We competed. Like we can. We got the potential. Then we get embarrassed against the Chargers. We get embarrassed against the Chargers. It's a learning moment, and we're able to turn it around against the Eagles, especially given Peterson's familiarity with that franchise and stuff, and just the confidence and the desire to prove them wrong. Right. So a two and two, a two and two is a great record to be at. Yeah. You can go. You can go historically fourteen and two. You can go fifteen and two after that point. Right. Depending on what how your season goes. Um, <laughs> well, let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah. And if you're already at 500, you're you're kind of a, you're like starting to establish this whole like okay, we're kind of around 500, but we can be a little bit better like right. for the rest of the season, right? right? I think Jaguars 2017 were were they two and two at one point, and then three and three, something like that. Did they not go three and one? Ooh, I don't know. That'd be good. Good one to go back and look at. We can go fact check that. Fact check at home if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and then to to beat Houston after this to go three and two. Oof, I think it's very, it's very possible yes. and like a kind of like the signifying this this turning moment for mm-hmm. him. So that's where I'm at. Then we play at Indianapolis. Yeah, and then I think we lose to them again. You think we lose again? Yeah. Okay. I have a them. lot of early divisional games between. Yeah, the indie games are early. Usually we play them at final game of the season. Last couple of years. Yeah, we're getting them out of the way early. That's good though. This is where I'm embarrassingly an, an optimist, and I have us winning. Okay. Because we historically have done well at Indianapolis. That's and true. I think I'm just basing it on our momentum here and the lessons that we learned losing to them and the fact that they've already beat us once, so that might tempt them to ease up a little bit. I think we we, we pull this off. Okay. Next week, New York Giants at home in the at in Jacksonville. That's a game that they have to win. Have to. And it doesn't matter if they are what it, what would they be, two and four at this point, even if they're two and four, if they're one and five. Yeah. This is a game you have to win. Yeah. You you actually have to win this game. Now that I think about it, I have the Jaguars going three and zero so far in the NFC East against them. But yes, it's an easier division to play too. You have to take these games, especially against weaker opponents. Yes, they should beat them. Okay, um, I have them also winning against the Giants next week. Denver. This is our uh, we're playing Denver. It's listed as a home game. We're going to be at Wembley, which yes. which is a home game. Yeah. Um, so in a way in London. So, uh, what you got? Uh, we, have, we've been to Denver, Jacksonville before. <laughs> yes, we have. And we've had success against Denver. I know it's not the same roster or anything, but I, I pick the Jaguars every time they play in London. So you could put that down as a win. Gotcha. All they right. play in London. Jags win. I, I would love to believe that. I think we lose this time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that it's a young team. We get caught off guard. We should win. We got the history. People that coming on the team this year here. Oh, the Jaguars always win in London. The Jaguars always win in London. And then Russell Wilson uh, goes up early and we lose. Okay. All right. Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas. I did it. I did not say Oakland. Las Vegas Raiders on November 6th as we get back from London. And by the way, this not we don't have a bye after London this time. So that's, wow. that's like a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Raiders. At home in Jacksonville. Who you got? Man, I would like to say the Jaguars, but I'm pretty high on the Raiders this year. I think they're a pretty solid team. That division's going to be brutal. I wish I could see who they play the week before because if they play an AFC West opponent, I would maybe take the Jaguars because it's, it's going to be battles out there when they play each other in that division. But first off, I would probably take the Raiders. But I do think it's a winnable game, though. But okay. I would say L for the Jaguars. I'm with you on winnable game. I also have L for the Jaguars okay. as well. Yeah. And I think this, to me, this is where we start a lull. Okay. So we, we, I was a little too optimistic at the beginning. This is where the team was also getting optimistic. And now we're seeing life comes at you fast. Yep. And that comes at you in the form of at Kansas City Arrowhead uh, the next week before our bye week. Who do you got? Yeah. And you see, we play the NFC East, which is probably the i mean it is the weakest division in the nfc and then we play the strongest division in the afc which makes it tough let's be honest we're not beating the chiefs and i think a lot of people are overlooking them just because of the loss of tyree kill you know their defense was it's good that we played them early because you know later in the season they play a better football and their defense plays a lot better football but i'll i'll still take this as a loss for the jags yeah same here same here this is just, this is some, to me, it's like the ship's been rocked enough now by this point. There's just no way to ride it mm-hmm. like against the Chiefs away. It would be a great surprise game to win. But I think the other factors would have to be a play to win that game. Like yeah. We, we've had to like lose earlier. Or some weird thing would have had have to happen to really put that right. together. Then we got the bye week. Whew, finally. Finally. So who who's injured that comes back after that? Yeah, <laughs> who, who gets the rest there? Oh my goodness, I don't even want to know. I don't want to know either. I don't. Want I, think, to know. I was thinking about linebackers. We are pretty covered though. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, There'll be no injuries this year. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. All right, Jesus. All right, Baltimore Ravens. We play them at home on November twenty seventh. So this is I don't know when Thanksgiving is. If it's either the Sunday right before or the Sunday right it's, after. It's the, yeah, so yeah, this is the Sunday following Thanksgiving. And we would have had the whole bye week leading up to Thanksgiving. Oh, boy. So we would know, we would know are we in the conversation or not right. for like a whole week and a half. This is when we have that conversation, <laughs> huh? Yeah. All right. I just think the Ravens, they're, they're honestly going to have a really good year. I have them winning the AFC North. They dealt with a lot of injuries last year, and they still found a way to win games. I think Lamar is still going to get better. I don't think he's going to make massive jumps. But I think that team is going to be really good. They got J.K. Dobbins back. Their team's healthy again. They're well coached. I don't see the Jags beating the Ravens. Okay. You got them down as a loss. I have them as a loss as well. This is in the, for me, this is towards the end of our lull. Okay. Lull. All right. Then we have what should be a more favorable matchup at Detroit against the Lions, December 4th. Ah, our Hard Knocks team who, you know, might make that jump. I don't know if that jump is the playoffs or that jump is, you know, winning seven, eight games, which is the same jump we're looking for, actually. Two similar teams. I'm going to go with the Jaguars winning. You know, they're going to be taking so many losses to they're going to know they need need to win. And I feel like Detroit's a very, you know, 
this is a winnable game, man. We're going to see our old friend DJ Chark. And I don't know exactly what their quarterback situation will be at that time. But I still have the Jaguars winning. All right. So you have the Jaguars winning at Detroit. Um, I had them losing at Detroit. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to lose my Detroit. I don't think, I just don't think we turn, we don't have the maturity to turn it around when we should turn it around. That's all mm. I got. And we're going to be in, this is like crisis mode, panic button. Who do, who, what do I have us out here? One, two, three, four, five. I got us at five early wins. So we were five and two at one point. We got way too f***ing excited. And then we have a, by this point, like a five game losing streak. No oh boy. I think very within the realm of possibility. Hell yeah. Oh I got boy. us losing at the lines. Right next week, Tennessee at Tennessee. Oh, our friends. We at this point, we haven't played them yet, so this is our version of the Colts this year. Correct. Yes, and I would like to think the Titans are going to regress a lot this year, and I I also think Derrick Henry's going to regress a little bit. You know, we see running backs. You know, they put it together three, four, five years. I think this is a year he is not as good, and that team. I've kind of lost belief in them. They're very well coached, but I think the Jaguar. This one's in Jacksonville. This one is at Tennessee. At the Tennessee. first one's at Tennessee. In the final game of the season, we're at home season. against Tennessee. Okay, well, I think they win this one on the road against Tennessee. Yeah, I'm with you. This is where we get it together. Yes. This is where we get together. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. At this point, you know, we've for me, we've lost so many games that it's just like a weekly Trevor Lawrence hype session in the locker room. Oh, boy. It's like some, like, tear-jerking shit. You know, guys, I didn't come out of Clemson to the <laughs> You know, I've been thinking about this for a while. I just really love you, brothers. Like it's gonna, it's gonna lead to some, some nice energy, and and we we beat Tennessee in their own stadium. Okay. Then we've got Dallas. We got Los Cowboys, man, which will be in Jacksonville. Damn, that would be a fun game to go to. Oof, I've got a Cowboys one. family, obviously. So <sighs> might need to look at some flights. All right, so we're playing Dallas at home in Jacksonville. Who you got? I'm I'm gonna take the Jaguars in this one too. I remember I remember the last time we played the Cowboys, it was a slaughtering the Cowboys put on the Jaguars. I was there. Oh, <laughs> that was a that was like a what like a three and one start or two and two start. And yeah, we just, we just cratered. It was, three and it was one. really bad. Yeah. 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 Um, I I do have the Jaguars winning this. I also think the Cowboys are another team that's gonna regress a lot, and I feel like they're gonna lose bad games, you know, against weaker opponents, and I feel like this is one of those. I'm with you. I agree 100%. All right. I think I think the Jaguars by then they still they just had a win the previous week. They had early wins in the season, so they got like some early respect, right? Which and and sometimes people are quick to forget. Who was it? The, was the Dolphins last year that had like like seven game losing streak, seven game win streak or and something like that. Here they went. Yeah, so I think the Jaguars have kind of the opposite of that, right? But that that we're like in a, by this point in the season, like we're an exciting young team, right? And that the Cowboys just won't be able to win when they need to, okay? When they should. Story of their story their of their right? existence, and yeah. it's in Jacksonville, so I love you know, it. We have the we have the the pool on our side. I love it. <laughs> God. Following week, December twenty second, we are deep into the cold months here, playing at New York Jets. Wow, the Jets. Yes, uh, you can easily mark this down as a as a win. A lot of people think Zach Wilson's gonna, you know, he's gonna make the leap before Trevor Lawrence and and be that guy. And the Jets kind of did have something brewing, man. They would they were more respectable than the Jaguars, I would say. They they would play games a little closer too. But I'm taking the Jaguars in this. Hell yeah, same here. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm in a major synergies spot right here. Okay, everything's coming together. 
the New York Jets. Our team goes. Our team gets on the plane from Jacksonville, knowing they're going to win. This could be a very uh, cold. Could be snowy, and so, and so uh, and uh, kind of a <laughs> would we call it a revenge match? Or whatever. Like, because we had Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson last year. Yes, we did. And that wasn't it like that messy, like the Madden game. Like everything was just insane. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 So this this would be like a proving ground deal. Yes, yeah. and he's got to get his redemption. Trevor does. That's the storyline. It means right something. Yes. So we got two games left. Next one is at Houston. The following one is at home versus Tennessee. So at Houston, you already have us as a win. So Correct. We're win both. Yes. I got us as a win. And then at home versus Tennessee, what do you got? I mean, I think this is going to come down to: Do you have to win this game, or do they have to win this game, or are they playing spoiler? Are they in the middle? Are we in the middle? Is it a must win for us? I think we need. I think right now we need to pause and we need to count up our record. Yeah, we might need yeah. to. Are, are we in a winnable spot? Yeah. Like, what does this f-ing game mean? And, and where, where would Tennessee be? Where would know, Tennessee be? Which we don't know. All right. So we got. Uh, this is you first, right? Win, loss, loss, win, win, loss, win, win, loss, 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 win, 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 win. So you got one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten wins. So we are at ten and six. We're at ten and six. Well, it's a weak schedule, man. And I have us at nine and seven by that point. Mm. So we are totally wild card potential. Yes, you're we're, we're in the card. in the hunt and the picture, whatever. If we're at ten, like you have us, we're at division. Yeah, Poss- division and, and a win probably wins you the division, and a win definitely gets you in. Definitely gets you in the playoffs. Yeah. Man, I could see the Jaguars losing now. I, was, I don't think we beat the t- twice. Whatever way it goes, I don't see the Jaguars beating the t- twice. I don't see it in my lifetime anyways. So, yeah, we're not beating them twice. So, I mean, whether you switched them or not, I have us losing to the t- of these ones. Okay, I had them down for a loss here as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, similar logic. I think this is the young team thing. Okay. So, here yeah. we are. We had, for me, a win streak. For you too. <laughs> A little win streak at the a end there. A little win streak, yeah. And, and then you had us going five games in a row. I had us going four games in a row up until this point. Now this game really, really, really matters. We're at home, which is in our favor, but we can't pull it off. Heartbreaker. And for me, it gets us at nine and eight, and we don't make the playoffs. And yes. and it's a tear-filled press conference afterwards, post-game show, and people talking about how what a ride the season was. But we're looking forward to the coming years. Yeah, and then yeah. next year we're going to be a lot better and they could make the leap next year. And then my situation, you know, one more game, you're either watching the games after you saying, hey, if they win this game, you know, the teams they're watching, we're out. If they lose, we're in. You're doing that kind of thing, you know. We're, yeah. we're in the top of the in-the-hunt graphic. And you're at 10-7. and seven. Right. I think, I think that's in. It could be in, but because of how the AFC West is this year. I mean, all four teams. Really so so we would have, in. who would have as the one seed in the AFC? Do you think? Uh, Buffalo. So Buffalo is the only team that gets a buy, right? That's how it's structured now. Correct. So Buffalo's buy. Mm-hmm. Then we would like sneak in as wild card. Right. Theoretically. But I, I believe there's going to be three teams from the AFC West. Oh, that are all like in this 10, seven. Kind yeah, of and range. it's going to be in the AFC yeah. West. Gotcha. So it's going to be like Raiders. I think Raiders, Broncos. But we would we have a head-to-head against one of those teams? Yeah. I mean, we play them all. So we would, which we, which we both had them losing to. <laughs> to all of them. Uh, you had us, you had us being Broncos, Denver. Yeah. So if it's Denver, do we get in? No, because it's a three-way tie. It's yeah. going to be some AFC record or something. So I believe you have us going. Do you have us beating the Raiders? 
I have us losing to you have us going zero and four West. in the AFC West and four and zero yeah. in the NFC East. Don't laugh. <laughs> Which is how it actually should be because those NFC East teams they're not as good as those AFC West teams. But if we could sneak one, and if we sneak two AFC West teams and beat them. That's that's how I'm gonna look at it. If we beat two AFC West teams and don't make the playoffs, I will be very surprised. Okay, I think that's exciting. I think it's a good place to be in to have not just meaningful football at that point, but to be in the conversation of playoffs. Sure, of insane. Course. So I hope I hope so, man. We're both optimistic. Yeah, but this would be a blast. This would be a blast. I was gonna ask you one one last question: Are we being unrealistic? I don't think we're being unrealistic just because okay, that's good to hear. And then some blah, blah, NFL parody, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Yeah, of course. You I know. just, and I think we have an exciting team. I think we have good chemistry, very different than last year. Last year had a lot of red flags. The coach was an idiot and verbally abused, not just players, but staff and stuff. And so we had this like feeling of, if you remember, if I recall correctly, it was like, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to put it together at some point. And because Urban Meyer's history as a successful right. coach in, in CAA in that put it together moment never really came. We had, we had nope. close losses, but we also had close wins, right? We had sort of like, everything was like fluky or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, not a solid team identity. Trevor Lawrence, we were praising Trevor Lawrence for his maturity and able to endure these moments. And it kind of emerged as a voice for the team when urban couldn't. And mm-hmm. when urban was actually throwing Trevor under the bus, like, uh, oh, yeah, Trevor had a bachelor's party. I, I didn't tell him not to go. What the f- what? Yes. Yeah, it was weird stuff. It was all just weird. Weird stuff, man. Whereas here, there's real energies. I think we put, I mean, we put money into our defense like we did in 2017. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if we're going to have that level of production as a defense, but we have the workings of, if, you're, if you were to say, in the beginning of the offseason, hey, how do we, like, mimic what we did defensively in 2017? We did it. You okay? You think so? So okay, I have one last question. Actually, are you more worried about the offense, or are you more worried about the defense? You think the offense will like will be fine? Like they'll uh, be all right. I'm more. I'm more worried about the offense. Are you? I'm more worried about the offense, and I think the offense is the one that's the bigger question mark at the beginning of the season. Of course, with the the momentum question. Can you win early and give yourself confidence to win later? Yep. And I think the offense is where it comes down to. If we can't put up a few touchdowns on the board. There's no substitution for that. You can't expect your defense to go out and and have a pick six every game, no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. It would be amazing if we were doing that kind of shit, 2017 stuff, uh, you know, return fumbles for touchdowns kind of stuff, right? That'd a lot be, of that chance, though, that yeah. Would, that would be mm-hmm. amazing. But that's still the one of those things. It's like people even like jokingly, they're like, yeah, if you had that one year, you're not going to have it the next. Right. Vice versa. I'm more concerned with the offense. And again, I keep coming back to Travis Etienne. I think Etienne has this potential to really instill some fear into opposing defenses and also this potential to be like too small and like, you know, not attuned yet to the league to make it more than three and a half yards of carry difference. If, if that was the case, you know, yeah. I would love for it to be, I would love for him to go out there and have these insane, like six yards of carry games. I would love that. Love for that. Right. But I think that's, that's to me the biggest wild card on the team. Yeah. And I think he might be the most important weapon I think my final thought is going to be, I don't know if the Jaguars went and got out the weapons I wanted them to in free agency and, and the draft for Trevor Lawrence. I thought we were going to be a little more aggressive in the in the approach, and I don't think they were. Yeah, I think the most optimistic take on that would be around Christian Kirk, actually. Of course. And yep. this idea that he statistically is fantastic. So if you look at metrics that talk about 
how he performed when he had the chance, he's top of the league. Right. If you're looking at overall production, right? Yeah. No. Come on. Yeah. No, no, not even the starter. We don't have a true number one. Yeah. A lot of teams, most teams do. I think probably. A starter, sorry, but not number one. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I really think, you know, 30, probably, I would have to look over all the receivers in the league, but everyone else's number one receiver is a pretty legit guy. At least you would think so. And I just don't believe the Jags have that. I mean, I don't know if this is such a thing, but it looks like our best scenario would be a wide receiver by committee approach. <laughs> uh, no, really. I think, and I think that's what it's going to be. I think Marvin Jones is going to, you know, do what he does. And I think Zay Jones is a pretty reliable guy too. And then we've, we've seen what Agnew does. Etienne's going to have a lot of, a lot of touches in the past game that we have two t- solid tight ends. Yeah. So I think that's a great point. All right. Well, my final question to you, Jaguars wise here, is you have us going into the playoffs essentially. Like we have yes, a we have a on the very edge, big yeah. chance to get into the playoffs at ten and seven, which would put us in a wild card spot against probably the top seed. Uh, that's not number one, so right? Not the Bills or whoever we're predicting there. The next week, do we win that game? I can't answer that for you because I had to see it before I believe it. Okay. Okay. I think we win that game. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I kind of believe it. Yeah, sure. I think I think for this team we win that game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This has been an episode of the Drunken Jaguar. Keep this in your archives to hear how ridiculous we were <laughs> at the end of the season. Uh, but we love the Jaguars. We love the we Jaguars. Do. It's the love that brings us together. Um, I said I said has a new well a new but an AFC champ champions bumper sticker. Yes. Hand carried. I'm gonna put it right on my car too. <laughs> you are gonna put it on the car. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. I'm sure that will immediately increase the value of your car. I know. Absolutely, <laughs> man. It says champions on it. <laughs> in teal and gold. Hopefully, nice. hopefully we get another one of those very soon. <laughs> very soon. Well, it's great to be back in person. Of course. I will be moving around. Hopefully this happens again in person. It will. But I look it forward will. to the rest of the season, man. Wherever, whatever time zone we're in, wherever we're at, it's going to be uh, JJ season all, all year long. Let's so, go JJ's. Let's go JJ's, man. <laughs> So yeah, thanks for joining us. This has been an episode of the Drunken Jaguar. We are an SB Nation and Big Cat Country podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Drunken Dragwar. For Asad and myself, it has been a pleasure. Way long overdue and mm-hmm. good to be back. Go Jags. Yes, go Jags. Let's f***ing go. We're going to the playoffs. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>